Hello, hello. This is Captured by Sound. I'm your host, Alyssa. Just an audio girl ready to talk about everything. Dating, work, hobbies, passions. Let's go where it leads. Life stories, all of it. I'm not here to fuck around. If I, like, Today's episode is episode one. Um, We're discussing my dating life during this pandemic and the lack of good people out there. So stay tuned. So many of us are going through similar things at once. Why not just talk about it? Let's go. Hey guys. So where to start? I guess the beginning of it all started December 2019. I started seeing a friend in New Light, and this was a best friend that everyone swore that we were supposed to date, that we should be together, that it makes the most sense. And it was a 10-year friendship that we threw out the window with our lack of communication, definitely. And the lack of communication definitely ruined our friendship, and we haven't spoken since 2020 in uh, October, where we said our parting words. Um, and that was a, a hard hit, because we were friends for so long, and we had our whole lives in- intermingled. Um, of course, he didn't tell anyone that we started dating. He didn't tell anyone that we were trying to figure out if this was right or not. So I never knew what it was. I always hoped he would want to share the fact that he was dating me, but I kind of stood back and let him take the lead. Um, yeah, so I, I definitely felt used at the very end coming into realization that everything that I was into with him ended up being a situationship that ruined a whole friendship. And I'm going to get more, just a little bit more personal about it. So I did a recording yesterday and what follows this situationship is really what I'm sitting in now. And the current state is so question mark, and I don't think I'm going to get answers at all. But yesterday was raw and real, and I want you guys to to hear it. So after getting out of a situationship with a friend, seeing that he had had sex with someone to know that if they liked them, and he used me for six months, not determining that if he liked me or not, Well, after that, I decided to take life by the balls um, and say, fuck it, I'm going to do what I want to do. I'm not going to have sex with someone that's going to see if they like me after sex, see if they like me because of sex. I'm not going to do that. I'm, I'm going to claim back my body and have sex with someone who genuinely gives me pleasure and makes me smile and I feel very satisfied after. So my plan was to visit that person um, 
in Nashville and have an amazing two weeks with him while he was on break from school, medical school that made him even more attractive. Um, he was, man, he's a very attractive man. Anyways, I, yeah, it was, that was the plan. I wanted to take claim back of my body and not be standing there wondering if someone liked my body that I worked so hard to get after my toxic, toxic relationship. And I knew that I looked damn good. <laughs> I know that I'm, I'm looking good and I'm feeling good. And I, 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 that's why I was like, fuck it. I need to take, take the world by the balls and, um, do things for myself and do things that will make me happy. And so the plan was two weeks in Nashville and then start getting my shit together to move to Oregon. I wanted to at least do it for a month to see that if I liked the place, if I could do audio there. And then, of course, when we make those life plans and we start to take control of it, some guy has to come around and fuck that shit up. Um, So the plan was to go in November to Nashville in 2020. And in October... I got a new car and I got hit up by a guy that I connected with on a dating site in 2019 who never stuck to plans of seeing me, who thought an hour was too far to see someone, especially someone who's going to relocate for their job because the city I'm in now is known for wine and not so much for audio. (laughs) So why would I stay here? I need to be in the LA area, San Diego area. If I'm going in, if I'm in California, like that's just the reality of it. So the guy that hits me up, he sends me compliments and random like fire emojis and, you know, like, damn girl, you're killing it. Like, damn, you're so sexy. And it just kept happening. And this is someone who the previous year, didn't, who thought I was too far away. And it was like, when are we going to meet? When are we going to hang out? I'm like, bitch, we've tried. <laughs> we've tried many times and it was just too inconvenient for you to set a plan. And I think that should have been the red flag that I was like, I'm not fucking with this at all. Um, and of course I was like, one more go because that's who I am. I'm I'm that person who gives people second chances, third chances, who will keep giving people chances until I'm the one who's hurt. So I decided I don't want to end on what ifs with any of my decisions. So so I went on a date with the social media guy. Yeah, that was a eight months ago. The date went well. Everything was a natural feeling and comfortable and exciting. And I thought, wow, I found my person. (laughs) That this all makes sense. Me going through all this fucking shit made sense. And I, I, let me take two steps back. Before the actual date, I called him out. I was like, all you're doing is complimenting me. Provocative compliments. Not like, you're so beautiful, you're so pretty, oh my gosh. It wasn't that. It was provocative compliments that always led to a sexual talk in nature. 
And I called him out when he was like, when are we going to meet? After like years of me trying to meet him or year of me trying to meet him. Um, and I said, look, like, man, you, you definitely seem like all you're doing, trying to do is fuck me. And I'm not here to fuck around. <laughs> yeah. I'm here to fuck around with the medical guy. I'm not here to fuck around with a stranger. <laughs> I'm not here to fuck around. Um, and he threw back at me like, no, I really want a serious relationship. He's also seven years older than me. So I would think by then, yeah, you want a serious relationship. So he says, I want a serious relationship. I think that we would get along so well, and I think that our chemistry would definitely hit it off, that we have so much stuff in common, I think it'll work. Okay, fast forward to the date. He was right. We did have a lot in common. There was a lot of sexual chemistry there that wasn't overly fired um, sexual chemistry. It was natural and everything fit together and that's why I thought I found my person and so I go into this thinking that it's a relationship one day he'll ask me to be his girlfriend like in high school fast forward eight months later never got answers got sidestepped for the past two months of what is this what are we doing here and note I was very patient I didn't pry. I felt so confident in what it was that I didn't feel like I had to question anything. I mean, in May, I babysat his new dog for a week. And I thought, you know, surely I'm his girlfriend because that's something a girlfriend would do. And he came back from his trip with his family that I never met because he takes things slow and everything's felt different. Everything felt distant. So that's why, like, I mean, I was also extremely hormonal and found out that, like, I had the wrong set of birth control for my body, that it just fucked me up. My thyroid levels were off, and I needed a new balance of my thyroid medicine, and it's just, all of it was all fucked up. And so I was extra sensitive. I took a week off of work, crying and depressed and he never checked on me instead he he went to the river with his friends barely reached out to me so I went to the doctors got everything balanced and I was like you know I'm not gonna be fucking sad anymore for no reason for being overworked and overlooked at work and I'm like fuck it I'm gonna take it back again and I showed up at this guy's house, looking so good, <laughs> wearing the pencil skirt form-fitting dress, and definitely, for the first time in a long time, saw him look at me in a, oh my god, so fucking hot kind of way, and it was nice, but I mean, it was all lustful, and then a month went by, I probably saw him from May to July, where we are now. Saw him one time to return his dog. Another time to show him I'm fucking back at it. One last time to remind him that I'm a fucking good girlfriend, that I can cook. And then Father's Day came around. Understandable. Spend it with your family. And then he wasn't feeling good. He was sick, which never stopped us before from seeing each other even during this pandemic. 
I ask about 4th of July. I asked about 4th of July. And he hit me with, possibly I could see you. Possibly? Possibly I could see you. Work's been so stressful. I'm still trying to kick this allergy cold cough stuff. I possibly can see you. And mind it, I'm a very simple person that I I trust without over reading too much into the person before I trust them. Well, that possibly pissed me off. I text back the next day to clarify me saying I'm not asking to go to a 4th of July party. I'm just asking to have a nice, relaxing time with you. I'll bring up my favorite pizza place and we could just watch movies and just enjoy each other's company because I haven't seen you in two weeks. He said, yeah, that's great. Like, that'll work. I just want to make it clear. Like, I'm not feeling really up to it. I'm going to help my family move some stuff on the weekend. And I know I'm going to still be run down. So the signs have been the week prior, hanging out with friends, and then too sick to see me. And now it's hanging out with family, and you're too sick to see me for 4th of July. And I, I, I believe the excuses. And then... He agreed on seeing me on 4th of July. The night before, tells me, sorry, I don't know how I'm going to fit you in. I have a family barbecue I have to go to. I don't know if it's going to pan out that I could see you. After eight months, I would think that I would be invited to these family barbecues. After eight months, I think he would realize that I come from a household that has so much love but one parent's an alcoholic and an addict, and I don't have that connection with that, that parent. So for him to hit me in the face with, aren't you going to be with family? Where one of my family is in another state, one is in rehab, and it's just me and my mother. After eight months, you think that you would not ask me what I got my dad for Father's Day when I tell you I don't have a relationship with him because he chose alcohol over me. You think after eight months of being intimate and close, you would know me, but he didn't. That text message was pulling away, and I felt it. I felt it in my gut since, since May. I felt something wasn't right. I felt like I had to keep the spark going. I felt like I needed to have him be attracted to me. I felt like I had to have him want to show me off where he should have had that all along. So he hits me with this text message saying he can't. He has plans with his family, and it's hard because he only sees me on weekends because he works Monday through Friday, and I work a 40-hour job, and I only always have Sundays off. He says, because I only see you on weekends. I've had days where I've been off Friday at 3 o'clock, he gets off at four. I have Saturday and Sunday off. He, make pl- he makes plans with his friends. Doesn't include me. Makes me wait till Sunday at 3 p.m. to tell me if he has time to see me. And I was the one driving there. I was the one going an hour up north to see him. Because I wanted him to relax after such a hard 
long week. For eight months, I put myself aside. For eight months, I let my love language starve. He could compliment me prior to everything. He could even compliment me in just sexual ways, in just desirable ways, eight months prior to where we are now. But when it came to being with me, out of the whole eight months, I think I got two, you look cute. I got one, my neighbor couldn't believe that you're with me, that you're so hot, and he couldn't believe I got you. That wasn't a compliment. That was someone else's opinion, not his. For eight months, I never got words of affirmation. For eight months, the quality time that I desired was six hours a week. For eight months, I was doing everything. For eight months, I was trying to prove to him that I am worthy of meeting his friends, that I could stand up against his judgmental family. Because, yes, I'm younger, but I'm better looking than him or any girl that he's ever dated before me. And that's not being conceited. That's knowing my value at this point. For eight months, I was kept a secret. For eight months, I did what he wanted to do and never what I wanted to do. For eight months, I took care of him and he didn't take care of me. For eight months when he was sick, I brought him medicine. For eight months when I was broken, he went to the river. For two of those eight months, stop right there. For the first six months, I worked on wanting to be a part of his life and not just a section of a little corner. I had a glimpse of hope when I found out that his friends knew about me after six months. He went to Texas. I watched his dog, his new dog that was only six months old. And he proceeded to talk to other girls online in the same manners that he used to talk to before he met me. For two months, I tried to move the relationship forward because I was told, after I go on my trip, I'm going to start introducing you to my friends. Life will start slowing down, and we could start intermingling our friends. For eight months, I held on to those words. I held on to that one days, those one-day moments that I was going to get. For eight months, I held on. For three weeks, I was pushed aside. For three weeks, I took back my body. I took back things that made me happy. For one day, I found out the truth. For one day, I found out the web of lies that sat there. For one day, I thought that I found out that that relationship wasn't one. For one day, I found out I was not a priority at all. For one day, I found out that he had been lusting and talking to a filtered, fake girl. For one day, I found out I was used for eight months. And that is enough of my feelings for today. This episode was pretty heavy. It's real. It's what I'm going through right now. And we're all here to walk through life together. You aren't alone in your situation. 
It's been a week and I still haven't gotten any answers, any closure, nothing. But, you know, that happens in life and I'm just going to focus on me. It's all I can do. I'm in charge of my choices and my life and where it goes. So, let's go through this all together, guys. Until next time. Thank you.